Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotionals, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We finished off yesterday. If you joined us on Sunday, we are talking about a doubly-minded man that is unstable in all his ways. When we're asking for wisdom, we've got to ask in faith. And the reason for asking for wisdom is to be able to speak with boldness, with confidence, the Word of God in any and all situations. In the case of Jesus, we had learned when he had been brought before the, the council, uh, he actually kept silent. That was the wisdom at that time for certain things. But with Stephen, he gave a, a very powerful discourse on how from the time of Abraham all the way up until the coming of that prophet that Moses had spoken about, that uh, he he gave the whole discourse. Then, of course, Stephen was uh, stoned, but he did see while he was being stoned, Jesus standing at the right hand of God the Father, and, of course, he gave up his spirit and said, don't give, uh, don't take this sin and hold it against them, forgive them. Now we're going to look at the book of Luke in chapter 12, verse 11. And when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers, that's the word for authorities, take ye no thought how you shall how or what you shall answer or, or what you shall say. Three things. Don't, don't, don't take thought for how or what you're going to answer. Or what things you're going to be able to say. How you're going to say it. What things you're going to say. And how you're going to answer them. Three very distinct things. The manner. You could answer in an angry way. Or you could answer with a zeal from God that just consumes you. And what you're actually, what the thing that you're going to speak of, just waiting and depending on God. It says in verse 12, For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. And we've been making the emphasis on how much the Holy Spirit is minimized in everyday events of our lives, in everything. Specifically here, it was talking about because you have made and held to your confession concerning the name of Jesus. And remember, we said simply uh, by confession, your acknowledgement you agree that he is the son of the living God. You agree that he has come in the flesh. You agree that he was born of a virgin. You agree that it is by his blood and by the grace and by the faith of God alone that we are saved. For through grace you are saved by faith, not of yourself, lest any man should work. It's not of works, but it is by God himself working in our lives. We agree with what the Word of God says, that God raised him from the dead on the third day. We agree that he is coming back at some point to take us and redeem our physical bodies. We agree that there is going to be a judgment 
that one day that is going to take place both for believers and for the unbelievers, the unrighteous and the righteous. We believe and we acknowledge that He is alive. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. That He is our mediator. He is our advocate. There is no other name given under heaven, under earth. No name given anywhere that is possible through which we can be saved except the name of Jesus. And we believe that by His stripes we were, we were healed. We believe that we become the sons of God. When we believe in Jesus uh, through a process, we believe and acknowledge these things. Therefore, Jesus is the high priest and watches over our confession, our acknowledgement of him. And those things that we say concerning the word of God, the promises of God, that he watches over them to bring them to pass. As the word says in Jeremiah in chapter 1, verse 10, I hasten to perform my word. So what we say, what we speak under the anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to make a big difference. The problem is that we live in a very fast-paced society. Many times people just simply say, as Christians, I don't have time to wait on God. And it becomes a routine that God is a 30-second God that we press a button like on a microwave and expect Him to do. Even our prayers are so short sometimes that, I mean, it doesn't even take so much. We can almost count the number of words that are used in it. But God sent the Holy Spirit to be our guide and to be our advocate to help us, to lead us, to teach us, to say what Jesus is saying today to us, to the church. He is the high priest of our confession. We learned that in the book of Hebrews in chapter 4. We learned fully that we are, to call, we are to come boldly to the throne of grace. We have been given an invitation so that we can obtain, that we can find help, we can find mercy, we can find grace for time of need. Now, as we go into chapter 5 of the book of Hebrews, in chapter 5, starting with verse 1, and this is basically, it gives us the descendants of Aaron, how the priesthood was selected, and how the high priest was selected, and how that worked, but how Jesus is very distinctly marked as having, as having come from another priesthood and how his order is so much more different than that of Aaron's. It says, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in the things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. And of course, that was one of the emphasis that we had made back in one of the other teachings, that the high priest was involved in the presenting the gifts and the sacrifices for sins before God. And we had learned that our sacrifices, according to Hebrews uh, chapter 13, 
in verse 15, are the sacrifices of our lips, the calves of our lips, the lambs of our lips, our praise, our worship, our glorifying, our thanksgiving, our gratitude is offered like a sweet-smelling Savior before His presence. Those are the sacrifices that we offer. But there must and has to be a high priest for us to receive those gifts that are presented before God on our behalf. He is the Lord. He is our soon incoming King. But He is the priest, the high priest that ever liveth to make intercession for us. It says in verse number 2, Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that He Himself also is compassed with infirmity. And the word therefore infirmity does not necessarily mean sickness, but it's talking about He is able to help us because He understands what it is for the body to reach a point of feebleness, or even the mind having such a weight upon our lives that it literally brings us to this frailty uh, that, that we just cannot... We cannot handle the pressure of this thing anymore. And this is where our high priest intercedes on our behalf that we, at the end of the line, at the end of our rope, are holding on and depending on God to give us His grace that is more than sufficient to be able to make it through in His strength, in His power, in His ability, in His might. Not in ours because we've run out of it. As long as you can do it in your own strength, you're not depending upon His grace. As long as we are depending upon our own ability, we are not depending upon His grace. But, but when we reach the point that we run out of, there is no more to hold on to at the end of the rope. That's it, Lord, that's it. If you don't come, and rescue me, if you don't help me, if you don't answer my prayer, then there is no other recourse, there's no other resource, there's no other help that is going to be coming. Depending on His grace, moment by moment, step by step, is going to be also the work of the Spirit of God, helping us to pray and to intercede because we do not know what to say and how to say it. Just like when Jesus said, when you come before magistrates and they take you to the synagogue, don't worry, don't fret about how you're going to say it, what things you're going to say, what things that you know, you're going to present before these individuals. But the Holy Spirit himself, well, just the same thing. When we find ourselves overwhelmed and so overpressured, by things of this world, things of this life, things that pertain to this age, and we are just absolutely at our wit's end. You go, I don't have an answer. I don't have the education for it. I, I, I don't have the economical uh, resources. I, I, I just don't have the ability and the know-how of what to do. Our high priest is waiting for us to yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives 
and have him help us pray and say the things that are necessary so that the high priest of our life can watch over those things that we have brought before him and that are presented before the Father. Because as we read in verse 2, who, who can have compassion on the ignorant? He can have compassion on us because he already walked that path. He's gone through that way. He has already been in that actual situation. Therefore, he's able to help us because he understands fully. In verse number 3 it says, And by reason thereof he ought as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. Now, here's where there's a difference. Jesus had no sin. Therefore, there was no need for him to offer a sacrifice for himself. But he offered his body on the altar, not only for himself, not because he was a sinner, but that that sacrifice could cover us for our sins, for our atonement, for our complete, complete redemption. And in that, he included everything that was going to be essential from the moment that we say, I believe you are the son of the living God and God raised you from the dead and that we are born again in our heart to give us the strength, the might, the ability and the power that from that day, mo that moment on, from that very day that we become overcomers in his name through the power of the Holy Spirit, that in all these things, he has already made provision for us and the power of his name is one of those provisions. Having him as an intercessor and having him as our high priest is one of those things that was provided for us. And of course, it says in verse number four, and no man takes this honor unto himself but he is called of God, as was Aaron. Jesus was called. Aaron was called. And were called also before God to be priests and kings, to serve him and our high priest that ever liveth to make intercession for us. Well, consider this and take this today. Consider it food for thought and for the imagination but until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. The Lord richly and fully bless you. Amen.